This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You're live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with Christina Stoyanova and Graham Williams. We've got a great program for you today. Of course, we're going to talk about the best apps out there. We've got a great Hot 5 app countdown this week. If you're into weather and who isn't in Vancouver, we've got the best five weather apps for you I'm to check sorry, out. I'm sorry, Vancouver? Canadians in general, we love to talk about the weather in Canada. Well, we do, but I think in Vancouver, things are particularly schizophrenic, right? Like, it's you have to wear clothing for every season during a, during a single day. It's true. Right? It's... Yeah. Well, we're going to help you with that. Okay. Because we've got great uh, app countdown for that. We'll also uh, be talking with uh, Megan Simpson uh, over at IT Business uh, Canada uh, about some new self-serve uh, online pickup centers in uh, stores like Canadian Tire and Walmart. Mm-hmm. I was actually part of the uh, group that rolled this out for Best Buy and Future Shop back in the day. Yeah? Yeah. But you're, the ones that they have in Best Buy have humans. They do. Yeah. yeah. These new ones don't have humans. See, progress. It's aut- automated. Yeah. I don't like people, so that's not true. I love <laughs> it's people. It's kind of perfect for millennials. Right? right? Don't, don't have to deal to with any humans now. Yeah. I'm looking at you, Christina. I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> we uh, will also be uh, talking about uh, some changes coming on how we get our health information as well. Okay. kind of sucks, right? How do you get your health information? Like your own health? Uh, currently right now, I mean, there's an e-health app that I use. Yeah. So when I go into like Life Labs and things like that, it's kind of clunky though. Yes. Yeah. They all suck. Yeah. So they all suck. A, there's a new way. Uh, the government is trying this. to bring it all together so that uh, doctors and patients are able to access records. So, some standards would be good there because I know my mother was actually doing this in Ontario. She was switching doctors and they charged her $75 to fax the information over. Let that sink in. <laughs> the facsimile machine. Ah, yes. They, I think they had to go to the Royal Ontario Museum to find one. So in any case, yeah. I, uh, health tech could use a bump. I'm excited to hear this. Let's uh, look at some of the app news out there uh, this week. Facebook quietly launching a TikTok competitor app called Lasso. So before we even figure out what Lasso is, what's TikTok? So TikTok is a little bit like Vine. You remember Vine? Yes. Everyone's sitting there going, TikTok, Vine, Lasso, what the heck? These are the short little video clips. Yeah, and so there are a ton of things on TikTok. It's usually a lot of uh, people who are lip syncing to songs and dancing to things. It's sort of a, a high energy social media network that's based on video. Is this this isn't North American though? TikTok. This is actually Chinese. Chinese. Yes. So there's okay. a Chinese parent company, and they've launched it. It's been very popular in China. It's kind of bled its way over into uh, the Western world, and there's some interesting stuff on there. But Facebook looking at something and seeing that perhaps. The children, maybe using this as their next social network, have looked at uh, TikTok and they said, we're going to make something, right? Cool. It, it's called the Me Too effect. Yeah. We, we can make it too. Yes. Yeah. Right? And Let's I mean, just jump on that bandwagon and everyone will like us again. Okay. Well, so this is a new app? Yes. I hadn't heard of it. Well, it, it, it's still rel- relatively new. They yeah. just launched Lasso and they've done that by throwing uh, their best resource at this, which is not developers and it's not talent or innovation. It's Money. Money. Uh, they, they literally have kind of ditto machined this one. Um, and they've also taken a lot of influencers out there, uh, and they paid them scads of cash to show up on Lasso and do some dancing around and some lip syncing and whatnot. And that's sort of what, uh, what Lasso is famous for right now, is, is having those influencers uh, in on this ground level. Uh, kind of interesting. Um, I mean, my gut feeling here is that uh, the children can really see that this is probably just another cheap attempt to, tr- to try to get their attention. Uh, any thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's exactly what's happening. And like I said, it's just jumping on the bandwagon, so people will like Facebook again. Well, but we're kind of in this weird space right now, where it's like, where are the kids going next, right? Because that's that's kind of the the whole point is, you know, who can we whose attention can we get the most? And we, we obviously it needs to be sort of that fourteen to thirty age range because that's going they're going to be your users for the next forty or fifty years. And you know, Instagram was sort of a, a big thing, so Facebook did what they do and they bought them. And thankfully, they haven't really killed Instagram. No, they could have really messed that up. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of people were complaining about Adstagram. And I mean, I, I have ads showing up on my Instagram feed, and I don't really love it, but they're there. Uh, Snapchat, they tried to buy, and Snapchat said no, but Snapchat hasn't really been able to figure out their next-level strategy. And then we've got these guys, TikTok, Lasso. So it, it's kind of a question, like, is anyone actually going to give a damn about this in six months? No. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Stanford and Apple uh, are doing a heart study with over 400,000 participants using an Apple Watch. So, yeah, this is, ex- this is exactly it. The Apple Watch kind of makes it very easy for people to opt into this. Now, Apple, when they rolled HealthKit um, a couple of years ago, they said that this is what they were going to do. They were going to give people the opportunity to opt into these studies. And this is sort of, you know, a, this is a big picture project for them. They, they clearly have taken, uh, you know, sort of the idea that uh, human health and the health of the species is, is very important. They've added things like uh, fall detection to the Apple Watch Series 4, which I haven't been able to trigger. Um, I haven't fallen yet. But uh, you, know, you, you do a couple of things, like you try to fake a trip, and it's like, no, you, you haven't fallen. It knows. Yeah. Like, you know what? I think Mike and I could arrange this for you. Yeah. <laughs> So After you, the show here, we're going to help you with the fall sensor. If you don't hear it's from not gonna be next pretty. week. It's not going to be pretty. <laughs> there's, there's concrete steps out there, guys. Um, so anyway, the, the study is actually quite cool. Yeah, so they're uh, trying to see uh, how well the Apple Watch can detect uh, atri- atrial fibrillation. Mm-hmm. And okay. so, it's, yeah, so is this just using the new Series 4? So this, this is a Series 3 and the Series 4. Okay. Uh, it, it sounds like the, uh, the the study might be limited to the Series 4, but both the 3 and the 4 can detect AFib. Uh, they're also uh, one of the cool new features, and um, I don't know if it's going to be in this study or in the next one, but they have the ability to get uh, an ECG, yes. which you can basically do by uh, by touching the uh, the crown. Now, that's only going to roll in the States to begin with because it has to be approved by various health agencies around the world. So the got, FDA and Health Canada. Yeah, so yeah. they've got FDA approval. Health Canada will probably come at some point after that, but that's a very cool thing that people thought, they're not going to be able to do this. You need two points of contact. And of course, they've managed to do that by making the uh, the crown that second point of contact. I think it's pretty cool. We uh, actually tried a, a watch, an Apple Watch band that could do like EKGs mm-hmm. on it. And it actually detected my dad's atrial fibrillation, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And, and I mean, early warning on these things is huge. We've heard a number of stories of people of all ages. I think there was one young man who was like 28 years old who had no history of a heart condition, didn't know that he had a problem. And his Apple Watch was like, you need to go to the hospital right now. Uh, ended up going there and finding out that, yes, he did have a condition. And apparently, from what I remember, they fitted him with a pacemaker. So he's okay now. Cool stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting topic because I think a lot of uh, a lot of doctors at first were, were a little concerned about accuracy, and of course, there's always going to be user error when you're when you're getting these devices that people are responsible to wear themselves. Yes, don't um, wear it as a necklace. You're not, you're not Flava Flav. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to the next story here on the App Show. Pandora's podcast genome project will help you find your next cereal. Cereal, a very popular podcast uh, out in the potting 
potting world? Can I say that? Podcasting world. The podcasting world. I just are we potting? I'm, are we casting? Yeah. Uh, I think if you're listening, you're you're potting. Perhaps if you're recording it, you're casting. Is that? I think you've put too much thought into this. Possibly. Fair. I'm going to do a podcast about it. So how's this working? Um, so basically, the idea here is that uh, trying to find content is probably the biggest challenge for yes. people nowadays, right? We create especially more... podcasts. Like I, I, I have a hard time finding stuff. Well, and they're not really that sexy, right? When you when you're browsing through podcasts, you have to kind of commit for a bit to see if it's any good for you. Yeah, uh, and, the, and unfortunately, I'm using the method. Who's got the best picture? Yes, that's exactly and it. And that's not a great indication of how good that podcast is, well, from my experience. <laughs> I think they have a, a saying. About don't judge judging. a podcast by its, <laughs> yeah. by its thumbnail, a, by its cover. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, we do this on YouTube, right? We see these thumbnails, and if it's a, a cool thumbnail, uh, you, you're more likely to watch the video. It's kind of a little bit easier with YouTube because you can sort of scrub through the video and see if it's anything that you like. Whereas with podcasts, you actually have to invest the time to listen. So what Pandora has done is created a music algorithm uh, in the past that identifies things that you like about different types of music, and it does that by comparing all of the songs that you enjoy and seeing the commonalities there, and then taking that and basically using it as the genetic structure of stuff that you like to propose things that you might like. Well, they're doing the same with podcasts now, uh, taking, again, elements that you may enjoy and then putting that together to curate a list for you. How, how effective is that going to be? Because I can see it working with music because you're listening to lots of songs because they're like three minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, podcasts are longer than three minutes. Like how many podcasts does it need to actually start you know, building this and giving you recommendations. Well, I, I like, think some of them are like an hour long. Well, and this could be it really is it comes from your subscribed list, but there are a ton of factors in both music and podcasts that have some commonality. Um, I mean, obviously text, uh, sorry, speech to text and being able to determine what's going on in songs, what's going on in podcasts, you have lyrics or you have the content, you know, it can start to actually break down things like keywords. And so you have one element there. Uh, it could also have, obviously, topics and keywords that are attached to the podcast through metadata. Uh, and even things like cadence of voice or, uh, or you know, tone and tenor. And so being able to analyze that and then turn that into quantifiable data, I mean, it remains to be seen how good this is, but their music genome is actually quite good. I know Spotify has done a great job of figuring out who I am. They've yes. been throwing stuff at me that it's like, I've never heard these artists before, and it comes onto my playlist. I'm like, I have to, like, who is this? I ended up actually going to see a band called The Midnight here in Vancouver because I heard them on Spotify, and it was amazing, and I'd never heard them before. Do you remember the old days, CDs? You just had to listen to the same artist and go, hope that there were some good songs on there. Go back into the Future Shop listening bar and sit down where you had your set of headphones. Oh, I and remember would, the, oh, yeah. Right, yeah. and they'd go and they'd open a CD up for you, and you could listen. You could sit there and listen to the whole thing. Back in the day. <laughs> that was such a waste, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? Well, no, they'd rewrap it. Okay. Right? So, no, but I'm just saying, like, the, the amount of space, retail space that took up it, for, like, a $20 CD purchase. It was, it was huge. I mean, yeah. um, you know, back in the Kitchener store, this, that's where I worked when I was in my early 20s, uh, that was a quarter of the store. And it's CDs. It's gone completely. Gone. Well, how about HMV? <laughs> how about them? <laughs> An entire store dedicated to this. And, Wiped out. And gone. <laughs> we still got a little more to talk about here on the App Show. Coming up after the break, we'll find out about how uh, your health information might be a little bit easier to access in the future. And we also have our top five app countdown this week. This week, it's the top five weather apps, and they're cool. you got to stay tuned for it. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. 
Wouldn't it be great if uh, you could open up uh, an app on your smartphone and uh, actually access all of your health records? There's uh, a change afoot uh, in Canada with uh, Canada Health InfoA launching uh, a new campaign called Access 2022 that will encourage healthcare systems across the country to provide digital access to health information and access to health providers. What does that mean and what does it mean to us? More importantly, we've got Brian Jackson on the line from IT World Canada. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Happy to do it. So, yeah, in a nutshell, what does this mean for us? Um, I, I think a lot of us realize that, uh, you know, our, our health care records, uh, we think are digitized, or, you know, on, online. But uh, what is this doing? Well, I think the promise here for Canadians is that we'll finally be able to interact with the healthcare system the way we manage everything else in our lives these days. I mean, you think about interactions with your bank. You go online... You use an app, right? Uh, It's rare for you to go into a branch and actually talk to a teller these days. It's just much more convenient to be able to do that on your own time when, you know, you don't have to leave work or uh, take off part of your weekend to go visit that branch. So the healthcare system, of course, there are going to be times when you do need to see your doctor for a checkup and a physical examination. But there's many times when you don't need to. And there are other times when you could simply provide your own records to a healthcare provider that is looking to help you. You know, you're starting a new relationship with somebody like uh, a chiropractor or uh, some sort of chronic care specialist that uh, you need to support you. And uh, you'll be able to just access your health records finally online and transfer them over without the need to involve uh, your general uh, practitioner or, you know, go rooting through hospital systems and, and make that available. This sounds too good to be true. I, I, I remember uh, back just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I needed a, a refill on my prescription. I couldn't get into my doctor, you know, in time. It was like, I think, five-day wait. And so I went into a clinic and uh, I forgot to bring the prescription bottle and I couldn't remember the name of it. And so I just told them I need a prescription renewal. And they were like, well, what is it? And I can't, I said, I can't remember. And I said, well, just look it up. And they're like, we can't. And so, yeah, that's unfortunate. That is stupid. It is, right? And you think, why can't it work uh, the way that I expect it to? And I think that we're spoiled as consumers, right? In the era of Netflix and Amazon, uh, we have companies going out of their way to make our lives easier and convenient. But the healthcare system, especially when you're dealing with a single payer government run system in Canada. Uh, it's it's not always like that. Sometimes we have to do a bit more grunt work than we would prefer. But this is what Canada Health InfoWay wants to solve. So even though Canada has 13 different healthcare systems run by the different provinces and territories, this is one federal organization that just is looking to help provide a a common service that they can all make use of. And then that would be this online system so that we can access our records online. And in fact, one of these systems already exists. It's called Prescribe IT, or I guess Prescribe It. it, And um, what what you do, like in your situation, you went to the the pharmacist and you weren't able to um, get your prescription. And, And what happened there is, I guess, your doctor's information isn't connected to that pharmacy. So 
by 2022 with this plan, the plan would be that you as a consumer would be able to go online, access that prescription that your doctor has issued to you, provide it to the pharmacy, and then there would be no need to see your doctor. There'd be no frustration at the counter um, asking for asking for them to look up a prescription on their computer. You'd be the one that's in control of that information and able to provide it to them. It only makes sense to me. I can't even imagine how much time uh, doctors and the doctor's offices must waste uh, just processing a lot of, you know, the, these forms and, and what have you and, and just trying to shuffle data around. It just seems so archaic, again, compared to how we're used to doing things like online banking today. That's absolutely the sentiment that um, Michael Green, the CEO of Canada Health Infoway, was getting at when I was talking to him the other day. He was saying, look, we have an overburdened system. Uh, we have more demand uh, right across Canada for healthcare services than we're able to meet right now. So we need to be as efficient as possible. We can't be wasting time, doctors' time with uh, appointments just to get prescriptions refilled or um, even seeing patients that might just need to have a conversation with the doctor. Maybe they could have a video conference. You just pull out their iPhones, get on FaceTime, have that conversation with their doctor about uh, whatever their health routine is and, and have a, answer a couple of questions. They don't necessarily need to go into the office and book aside that time. So it's all about this idea that with digital systems and with a bit more organization, uh, we'll be able to make the resources that we have available to us more efficient and more effective. Talking with Brian Jackson from IT World. Canada, all about Access 22, a new initiative from Canada Health Infoway, helping uh, make our health records a little easier to access uh, for not only our doctors, uh, but uh, more importantly, us. Thanks for joining us today, Brian. Thanks for having me. Still lots more to talk about here on the App Show. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 App Countdown. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here in studio today. Still lots more to talk about in the program, including uh, self... I don't even know how to describe these. Online uh, order pickup kiosks mm-hmm. coming to stores. So you can order stuff online, go to the store, don't have to deal with a human, just go to this this big tower mm-hmm. kiosk, punch in your code, and get your order. I, I'd really like it if it looked like Gort from the day the Earth stood still. Yeah, like, you know, just, pretty similar. Just a giant robot with a sort of laser beam. Yeah. If, you, if you try to steal, it kills you. <laughs> be good. I'd like that. That would be bad. Okay, let's learn something about our iPhones. iPhone tip of the week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. What do we got this week, Graham? Well, as we cruise into the holidays, data is always a precious resource uh, as you upload tons of photographs and you're doing video calls with people. So saving that data can be very important. And so on iOS, you actually have the ability to limit data on a per-app basis. Uh, you can basically turn off cellular cellular data for apps that you don't want to uh, don't want to use it. I did this so yeah. that I didn't go over my data allowance. It, it's kind of brilliant, right? Yeah. So to do that, this is really easy. Go to settings and go to cellular data, and you have to wait a second because it's actually going to index all of the apps that are on your phone. And as you scroll down, you'll see all of those apps, and there's a toggle beside it. If the toggle is green, it means that it's using cellular data. If the toggle is not, then it means that it's not. So find those apps, and it will actually tell you historically how much data that has used. Uh, you can reset that every month uh, when you come up to your, your data rollover so you can see which apps are kind of eating it up that month. Uh, and so Facebook. You can, 
Facebook's a huge one. Yeah. Um, life to date on my iPhone 10, Facebook has used 29 gigabytes. That's too much. It's delicious. So that is uh, that's your tip of the week. Uh, settings, cellular data, and turn off data for those specific apps. It will still work on Wi-Fi. It just won't use your cellular data. The Weekly App Hot 5. This week, we're talking about the weather. Great time as we get into fall and winter here uh, in Canada. Uh, we've got some great uh, apps. Starting off, uh, number five, what do we have? We have the Weather Channel app, which is available ad-supported for both Android and iOS, and also on Windows Phone for those who are using that. It provides you with a wealth of data, such as temperature, wind, visibility, on an hourly basis, and it also has an extended 10-day forecast available. It has some interactive maps to display and the latest Doppler radar data to show you rainfall, which is a great thing here in Vancouver, <laughs> where we're drowning today. Number four on the top uh, five app countdown this week, we're talking about weather apps. We've got Dark Sky Weather. Dark Sky is actually a really popular app with mobile users. It's available both on Android and iOS. The Android version is free, while you'll pay $3.99 for the iOS version. It It's had a major interface revamp, and it has put more weather data at your fingertips. And it has actually freakishly accurate hyperlocal forecasts now accompanied by precipitation maps for the next hour as well as handy hourly forecasts and a precipitation graph again handy for us in vancouver so i've used this one and it's really cool because you will get an alert like five to ten minutes before it's about to start raining that says it's about to start raining and is it accurate it's it's accurate really i have not found it to be wrong yet so uh, between this and AccuWeather, which we've covered before, so it's not in this list, uh, it is, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty cool uh, pretty cool app. That's Dark Sky Weather. We're going to move on here. Number three, Graham, we've got Flowix Weather Map Forecast. Yeah, so this used to be called Weather Bomb, and this is for my Android weather nuts out there. This is actually a really cool app that weather, provides... Weather, do you say weather nuts? Weather nuts. Okay, keep like, going. Th- these are the people that used to go over to their house, and they would actually have the weather network sitting on there. Right? Storm chasers, things like that. You know people yeah. like this, don't you? Mm, yeah, you. Okay, so it's yeah. me. Okay. <laughs> so this thing, it has charts, forecasts, and weather maps. They have a scrolling animated forecast timeline, so you can scroll back and forth through it. You can have the app center on your location using GPS, but you can also select a location. So if you're traveling somewhere, or again, if you're watching a storm that's happening somewhere, you can do that. And it will give you tons of data overlays. Again, precipitation, clouds, wind direction, with all the arrows that will show you where it's going. And it's uh, it's sourced from the NWS and NOAA and Environment Canada. So uh, it's free. It is ad-supported on Android, but you can also get a subscription that will remove those ads. <laughs> Subscribing to a weather app. <laughs> Who knew? Uh, number four on the Hot 5 app countdown, we're talking about weather apps. We've got Weatherline. Uh, so this one's for iOS, and it costs about $4. And Weatherline's really nice because it's clean. It's a very clean app that puts all of the data in front of you uh, without a whole lot of uh, visual clutter. Uh, again, this has the same sort of hyper-local rain prediction that you get with Dark Skies or that you get with AccuWeather, uh, sort of a very popular thing right now. You also get some really cool stuff, uh, like sunrise and sunset times, precipitation alerts and UV index. So again, for those sunny summer days where you should be slipping on a shirt, slapping on a hat, slapping on some sunscreen, this is the app for you. Okay, number one on the Hot 5 app countdown this week, as far as weather apps are concerned, Radar Scope. And this is available for iPhones and Android phones. 
little bit more money, a little bit more money, thirteen ninety nine. If you're looking for an incredibly feature packed and powerful weather radar app, and cost isn't an issue, then check out Radar Scope. This is aimed at meteorologists and weather enthusiasts, weather nuts, as Graham would uh, say. Radar Scope provides users with next rad level three data from radar stations across the United States, Guam, and Puerto Rico, with options for fine tuning the view with settings for displaying reflectivity, velocity, and much, much more. In addition, there are detailed severe weather alerts for tornadoes, flash floods, and thunderstorms. While it's overkill for just checking the weather forecast, it's a fantastic tool for the more dedicated enthusiast. You better believe I own this. Do you own that? Oh, heck yeah. You bought a weather app for $14. Heck yeah. You're a weird dude. It's really cool. I, I don't know. It's just seeing what's going on in the natural world is kind of amazing. It's kind of funny. You know, I, I check my weather app all the time, but would you pay money, Christina, to buy a weather app? You know, I, I think I would pay for something like those uh, precipitation alerts because I've definitely been caught with, uh, you know, a nice pair of boots that shouldn't be out in the rain in a flash storm in Vancouver. So uh, so for something like that, yes, but uh, not not quite to this level, I don't think. <laughs> think you're on your own there, Graham. That's okay. That's that, okay. I'm happy there. They, they have one subscriber. It's Graham. <laughs> <laughs> and they love me. They only need one. Uh, let's switch gears now and get our Facebook tip of the week. I know everyone hates Facebook, but there's two billion of us using it, so... We might hate it, but we're using it. Well, a lot of people out there have broken up with Facebook, but if you haven't broken up with your partner and you're still both on Facebook, uh, this is actually kind of a cool feature, and that is facebook.com slash us. So this will actually give you a uh, streamlined feed for all of your Facebook stuff that features the two of you. If you've declared that you're in a relationship with someone and you go to facebook.com slash us, it will show you all of the stuff that you do together. Really? It really will. Uh, if you're not in a relationship... It's like in a news feed kind of thing? Yeah. yeah. It basically combines your news feeds together and shows you the stuff that you do uh, with each other. So if you've tagged each other, if you have photos together, uh, it's, uh, it's, very, it's very nice that Christina way. has facebook.com slash all by myself. That's, well, so here's the thing. <laughs> and if it plays. If you have all not by de- myself. <laughs> and wow. just has pictures of her. It's sort of like a Ken Burns thing. Yeah, yes. Yeah, well, and here's the thing. If you don't have uh, a declared relationship on Facebook and you go to facebook.com slash us, it will just show you stuff about you because clearly you love yourself and that's good. No? Yeah, I, I like it. Okay. You going to try that, Christina? You know what? I'm going to take a hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> facebook.com slash hard no. Got it. Okay. <laughs> We have a lot more to talk about on the program today. When we come back, uh, we've got uh, some game apps to talk about, travel app of the week, and so much more. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Mike, Graham, and Christina here still. Before we get to the uh, the travel and fitness apps of the week, let's get our game app of the week from Graham. So this one's kind of a fun one. It's available for both iOS and for Android, and it's free completely free. No in-app purchases. No nothing. No subscriptions. It's called Pixel Puzzle Collection. And so this is a really fun game where you solve picture puzzles as if you were filling out a coloring book. So you complete these puzzles to uncover full-color characters uh, that are from iconic uh, nostalgia games, arcade games from the years before. So there are loads of these puzzles to play. There's tons of collectible pixel art to find out. So you can find characters from like Frogger, Contra, Bomberman, Castlevania. Uh, and it's a, it's a ton of fun to play. It's called again? It's called Pixel Puzzle Collection. Pixel Puzzle Collection. Yeah. Let's get uh, our travel app of the week. And uh, for travel, we've got Christina. What do you have? We have Flyo today. This is actually... Flyo. Flyo. Okay. F-L-I-O. Got it. Flio. 
I don't know. I feel like flyo makes more sense in this case. <laughs> you're, you're not fleeing? <laughs> okay, keep going. This is an app and website that collects loads of information about airports, such as services offered, Wi-Fi networks, available lounges, transit options, and advice on where to eat. So it will actually help you make the most of a layover. It also has your flight information right in there and anything that's happening with the status of your flight. So you got to put your flight info in. Essentially. Well, yes. 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 Okay. And how much does this cost? This is free. Free. Like I said, there's also a web interface if you just want to use it on your laptop in an airport. Flio. Flyo. Flyo. Okay. You say Flyo, I say Flio. I'm staying out of it. Are you? <laughs> uh, well, Graham, it's that time. Fitness app. Yes. Mr. Fitness. Uh, well, if you're fleeing from Flyo, uh, you might want to do some Simply Yoga. So this is available for iOS and Android. It is free. And they've actually just updated this, with, which is why it's our, uh, our fitness app of the week. And it's your own personal yoga instructor wherever you go. So there are 20, 40, and 60-minute workouts. It's good for both men and women. Uh, there are some video demonstrations on how to get into each pose, audio instructions for the entire routine. And there are 30-plus poses in these three predefined routines. And if you're on an iPhone, it will actually integrate with the health app. So it'll record things like calories burned and put that directly into the app for you. Uh, Wired Magazine really liked this one. So that is your uh, fitness app of the week, and that is Simply Yoga. Talking about uh, calories, uh, I've been monkeying around with uh, that uh, new Huawei uh, Mate 20 Pro Mm -hmm. phone. Uh, Incredible, incredible cameras on that thing. One of the features is something called their high vision, and this is really kind of cool. It it allows you through the camera to basically point it at – like uh, an orange or some spaghetti, and it will estimate what size it is, like 100 grams or whatever, and then give you the calorie count. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Okay, so when I first heard this, I thought, this is crazy. It's never going to work. It worked. Really? It worked. So you, It's, it's you amazing. It. Yes. That's very neat. It is, yeah. So, I mean... It's not going to be able to tell certain things, like if you've got some sort of stew or something like that. It doesn't know what's in the stew. No, yeah. But like simple objects like, you know, some spaghetti or like an orange. Uh, it recognized an avocado. Uh, it was pretty amazing. And bread. It, it recognized bread. It gives you a rough idea. Yes. Because, I mean, I know people out there that they cook with a ton of butter. And, you know, yes. it's like the same dish that I would cook would probably be more calorie dense. Yeah. Is it going to be 100% accurate? No. no but it's, but a, it's, it's real- amazing that it can do that. And, you know, I can point it at things, too. Like I, if I pointed at you, it would say human male. Hopefully it doesn't say how many calories I would be. <laughs> I really, zombie apocalypse, everybody's rock, rocking the Huawei. <laughs> no, but I just find it amazing that they can build that technology in there. Uh, another cool feature, it, it's kind of like Google Lens. It can You point it at uh, landmarks and it'll give you a whole description of that as well. Some really smart stuff going on here because in a lot of cases these are using network connections to do the neural processing uh, offloaded to servers you know on, on the uh, on the internet yeah. um, but we've seen with some of the newer phones like uh, I think uh, the next Pixel is apparently supposed to have something like this and Apple has their uh, second generation neural engine in the iPhone 10s and 10s Max. They've got the first generation in the 10 uh, but it actually does a lot of that sort of deep thinking processing right on the device uh, to the point where we're actually seeing I mean if you've used Siri in the past on an iPhone, if you've done it without a network connection, you get this really annoying message saying, I can't use Siri because there's no network connection there. Um, So they're actually looking at taking some of the simpler requests and moving that off to the phone itself. So things like we used to have... Offline Siri? Yeah, so we used to have playback control, right? Like, so, you know, uh, play some music or stop the music or, you know, turn on my lights, things like that. Um, So being able to do that without having to go out to the network is actually kind of, it's a very advantageous thing. It's hard to do. 
you know, years ago, we, we look back to the, the 70s and 80s, uh, speech recognition was looked at as almost a holy grail, not just speech recognition, but semantic understanding of what was being said. You look at Star Trek, and they would talk to the computer, and the Starship computer would be able to understand, but nothing else was. We're about to have this in our pockets. I know, it's amazing. This is probably one of the coolest, and I think a lot of people take it for granted, but this is an amazing technology. So the fact that it doesn't always work, maybe let's have a little bit of patience. This is groundbreaking stuff. I want to thank uh, my co-hosts and producers, Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova. It's all the time we have left for the App Show. Don't forget to listen to our sister show, Get Connected, every Saturday here on CKNW 980 between 10 and 11 a.m. For Mike, Graham, and Christina, we're signing off. We'll see you again next time. You've been listening to a 980 CKNW podcast. Listen live at cknw.com, the Radio Player Canada app, TuneIn, Amazon Alexa, HD Radio at 101.1 FM HD2, and on the AM dial, 980 CKNW.